to Dead Teen House Party, an MTV Scream rewatch podcast. I am your host, Marn. I use she, her pronouns. You can find me on social media at Corpse Survivors. And joining me today is my co-host, Nessa. I'm Nessa, L-O-C-H-N-E-A-S-S-A, she, her, and I wasn't pulling up our own podcast on my phone to try to, <laughs> to remember how the show starts. I wasn't doing that. <laughs> Joining me as well in the studio is my co-host, Emma. Hi, I'm Emma. Any pronouns are fine. Uh, I'm at Emma SCA on Twitter, and I'm sad because I just ran out of blueberries, and we're only Aww. a few seconds into recording. <laughs> Blueberries are such a good, like, quiet snack to eat while you're recording a podcast, too. Yeah. <laughs> There's no crunch. <laughs> All I have is curry, so which is arguably one of the worst podcast foods. Well, I mean, there's no crunch with curry, either. True, but it's a lot wet. of slurping. Emma's right, also it's wet. <laughs> it is wet. Is your podcast food creepy or wet? Last but not least, joining me in the studio today is my fourth co-host, Jacqueline. Uh, it's me, Jacqueline. I'm the four, fourth co-host. I she and her pronouns. Uh, I swampered on Tumblr. Um, so I guess that makes me a wet podcaster. I was about to ask, are you creepy or what? <laughs> okay, before we start, I guess everyone everyone give their... Give their are, are you creepy or what? Everyone... I feel I feel like I'm creepy. I'm definitely not wet. Yeah, I think I'm probably creepy. I'll be wet to balance it out, because I think I could go either way. Yeah, yeah. makes sense. I'm glad that we've all had this discussion. <laughs> it's important. <laughs> it really is. Starting today, we, we have started season two of Scream. Woo. Yay. A big milestone. Woohoo. Yes. Um, I mentioned last time that, like, the entire, like, writing and, and showrunning staff kind of changed hands in between seasons. So we now have all new writing staff. I know for a fact, because I, like, read an interview with them or, like, an article about it, that the, like, original showrunner had ideas for season two and then left. And so a lot of those kind of got thrown out the window. Well, so far they seem to be doing a, a great job with it, the new showrunner. I will give them that. They're no, um, fuck, what's the name of the Doctor Who guy? Russell T. Davies? <laughs> no, that's the good one. You're thinking no, of no. Stephen Moffat. <laughs> yeah, he's the guy who's running this season two isn't Stephen Moffat, so that's good. Yeah. Yeah, this um, is, if, if the old ideas had to die for this to exist, I'm fine with it. Yeah, I... I think I wrote in my notes that, like, I I feel like this season is a lot, like, it feels like they had a higher budget for this season somehow. I don't know if anyone else noticed that. Oh, no, we it's we're two episodes yeah. and we go all over the place, whereas the last yeah. episode they're like, anyway, and back to the classroom again. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. They, they go to more locations, I felt like, even in these first two episodes. Like... It, whereas in, in season one, it was a lot of like, oh, now they're in the video game shop and then they go back to the school and now they're at the police station and now they're just like in in a random lawn and now they're going back to the police station. Yeah. 
There is like a variety of of places to be looking at here, which which I thought was nice. I liked that. I feel like as we go through the first couple episodes of season two, you can also kind of, and in the writing and stuff, you can kind of feel the shift in that season one, one of the showrunners was a woman, and in season two, both the showrunners are men. Yes. And you can, you can tell. Yeah, you can a little bit tell. I, I couldn't tell, and then when you mentioned it, I was like, oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Um so season season two, episode one starts with the, the classic like scream fake out introduction where it's like two girls in a house and then like one of them kills the other one, but it's so one of out the Lele Pons. Okay, is it because I was like I, I feel like for sure that's like a popular YouTube Emma, person. Emma, do not Google that. Marn, you're in charge of Googling it. One of okay. us has already been you spoiled. All, you a saw me bit. go to it. Yeah. No, Marn, you're in charge of Googling it. I mean oh, I yeah, could be in yeah, charge, yeah, but I'm is... not I Googled something, I might have gotten spoiled. I don't think I did. I am really good at forgetting things, so we're just gonna move forward until I forget. But no um, one else is allowed to get spoiled. I've never known a thing in my life. <laughs> exactly. Yes, it is. It is Lele Pons, which makes sense as to why I I was like her face is familiar, but it's like not so familiar that I immediately recognize who that is. Yeah, I was yeah. like, I know you from Escape the Night. <laughs> okay. Yeah, right, that's so exactly the- what I recognized her from. <laughs> Audience, you and I are in the same thing. Where I was like, okay, Lele Pons, is that somebody I should know? She dating Pete Davidson? Like, what's going on? <laughs> No, she's like a Vine, like, YouTube person. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Um, I got really invested in Becca and Butterscotch. (laughs) Yeah, I I wrote Kitty smiley face. (laughs) Yeah. Because, yeah, it's uh, it's these two girls, Becca and whatever the other one's name is. um, And one of them, like, pushes the other one out a window because she, like, hears a noise and goes up to the attic. Um, and then you find out that it was all a movie, and it's happening at the movie theater where Audrey now works. Again. And Audrey gets a mystery text asking her if she's going to a party, um, and she asks who it is, and the mystery texter says, your conscience. (laughs) Yeah. Also, the mystery person only texts in 100% all caps. Yes. Yeah. Full car cat style. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I hate that I knew that. Which I, I think the killer did last season, too. We just didn't, like, see them texting a lot because they were usually pretending to be someone else. I feel, but I also, I do feel like when he was messaging Emma on Chirpster, um oh true it was regular case was it but, yeah but also i feel like that was a still time where we, we it wasn't revealed yet that like i'm a sick twisted freak ow, ow, ow. <laughs> no one was dead yet so i feel like you can't be texting in all caps when no one's dead yet otherwise you're just gonna get blocked off chirpster that's fair yeah. um so so audrey then gets a call from noah who is like, yeah, I'm, I'm heading to Emma's welcome home party, and I want to come pick you up. And 
out. And he is also like, do you think it trying to interview Emma for my podcast, <laughs> my true crime podcast, is a dick move? And she's like, yes, I do think it's a dick move. <laughs> you shouldn't do that. And Noah's like, but what if I do? What if I did anyway? Noah is autism, and I really respect that for him. <laughs> so, they yeah, they kind of use this conversation to, like, exposit that it's been, like, a number of months since the end of season one, and Noah has a podcast now, uh, and also Emma has, has gone away for that number of months, um, and they are throwing her a welcome back party. Um, and we we also find out that Something, like, happened to Emma at school after um, everyone, like, came back to school after the murders, um, and and she had to, like, leave town for, like, a number of months because of whatever happened. Um, and Audrey then continues to text this, like, mystery guy who's like, oh, I'm just, like, a friend of a friend. And, um... And so then we get a scene where Audrey is locking up the movie theater uh, and and she like bumps into this girl, Harper, who recognizes her as like, oh, yeah, you're the girl who like shot Piper, the serial killer. Um, and they and they also go to school together. Um, but Audrey's like, I've never seen you before in my life. Uh, and they they like the girl like asks Audrey to take a selfie together um and then like you see like a shadowy figure moving around in the background and like when audrey goes to get her key to let harper outside uh that her her key is gone um and audrey's like okay well we'll just like go through the the actual movie theater and go out the back um and when she takes harper (laughs) to like walk her out the back uh the lights go out and the projector turns on and instead of being scared, Audrey is, like, rightfully pissed off that someone is, like, fucking around in the projection booth after hours, which I thought was great. <laughs> like, their reaction is not one of fear. She's just like, hey, stop fucking around. Like, we're closed. Hey, there haven't been any murders in months. True. Yeah. And was the, was it Harper or is it Haley? Oh, maybe it's Haley. I wrote down Harper, but I it, I could have misheard, and it could be a totally different H name. I think it's Haley. Although I did okay. almost exclusively refer to her in my notes as uh, Big Titty Goth GF. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they yeah. they only say her name like once, and I think that I almost definitely misheard it. So sure, it could be Haley. <laughs> <laughs> and they do kind of frame it as like love interest for Audrey, maybe. Yeah. yeah, they, yeah, they, they do, do frame it like a meat cute. Yeah. Um except Haley like disappears while they're they're like going through the theater, uh, and like someone comes out with a Brandon James mask and chases Audrey with a knife. They have uh her keys so she also can't get out the front of the theater. Uh they also have a like a camera and are implied to be live streaming this. And Audrey Runs back through the theater, runs into Haley, who gets stabbed by the mystery killer. And then Audrey, like, smashes a display case, grabs, like, a prop ice pick out of it, and and stabs this guy who is in a Brandon James mask. Yep. Yep. 
which I mean, which is, very good decision. Although the, yeah, the wrong it, first decision was to run to the front when you knew the doors were locked and your keys were missing, and the back door was so close. Yeah, and 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 you. So Audrey Audrey stabs this guy, which is the correct reaction, honestly. Uh, and then finds out that this was all like an elaborate prank that Haley and, and this guy who was dressed up as the killer uh, were like trying to pull on her, which like, is like, what? What do you mean? You don't know this person. You are pretending to be a killer. Like, yeah, of course you got stabbed, you idiot. Yeah. yeah. Also, like at a certain point, it stops being prank and it starts being assault. Yeah. <laughs> truly have no idea what the end game of this was but i was very excited for at the start of this where i thought that the actual concept of the season was going to be that the killer live streamed everything that would be really good <laughs> yeah and so the the cops show up because oh because uh because noah like arrives in the middle of this and is like standing outside watching this happen because he can't get inside uh and, and so noah calls the cops who show up um and we meet the new sheriff, Sheriff Acosta, who uh, is basically on Audrey's side and, and, like, tells the other teens, like, hey, this was, like, a really stupid idea. Like, I, uh, like why would you do this? Uh, and, and basically tells Audrey, like, yeah, like, you're fine. Like, this was obviously self-defense versus, like, Two people trying to actually assault you as a prank. Um. <laughs> a famous, like, murder survivor. Like, can you imagine if yeah. I went to, like, Stacy Moskowitz's family's house and just was like, I'm gonna wait outside and shoot off a gun in front of their, in front of your house. It's funny, yeah. you see, because your daughter died to son of Sam and I have a gun. It's a joke. Get it? Yeah, it's very, like, how, like, how did you not, like... Uh, like how how do you not understand that this is like I mean I guess they did and they were just being assholes but like but also yeah. like Audrey is famously the one who shot Piper in the head so it's like how do you not understand that like there are obviously going to be consequences because of you doing this yeah, yeah like what do you think was going to happen Best case scenario, you cause a complete mental collapse of one of your classmates. Yeah. Yeah. Worst case scenario, you get stabbed. <laughs> or no. That wasn't even worst case scenario. Worst case scenario, you get stabbed somewhere vital. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, the, the sheriff obviously comes out on Audrey's side and is like, this, like, this is classic self-defense, like, and tells uh, Haley and, and her buddy to go home. Um... And Haley is upset about this and is like, well, this, like, I I don't agree with this. Like, this isn't the end of, of this. And the sheriff is like, sure, whatever, go home. Um, like, how can you think that you were in the right? <laughs> yeah. Her, her attitude is the equivalent that Audrey, like, ran over her bicycle on purpose or something. Like, it's yeah. not a full, like, you stab my boyfriend indignant, but it's like, has none of the self-reflection. Just like, zero. Yeah. Yeah. But... <laughs> The promise of like, oh, we'll we'll keep doing, we'll, we'll come back for you. It really <laughs> makes me want them to like come back as like recurring Jesse and James style minor antagonists. <laughs> yeah. Um. And 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 so we we also learn a little bit about the new sheriff in this scene. We we learned that uh, 
He is originally from Lakewood, but he moved to the city and then came back. Uh, because Harper is like, well, you don't know anything about, like, this town. Like, you're from the the big city. And he's like, no, I'm not. (laughs) Um, actually. (laughs) He's sassy, but also I'm like, this guy's gonna die. Yeah, I, I, I do kind of like that they immediately set him up to be like, oh, this guy kind of, like, understands, like, Audrey and is like on on the teen side um and so then we we get Emma party which is a large portion of this episode Jake and Brooke are setting up for the party uh they they're talking about how Audrey stabbed a guy on on uh on a live stream and Jake is like you know what good for her and Brooke is like we can't tell Emma about this <laughs> Very much shout out to Audrey and Noah for still coming to this party. Because if I'd stabbed someone, I'd be like, actually, um, I'm not coming. Yeah. The fact that they still got to the party on time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I I feel like Audrey would have been totally well within her rights to be like, I'm going home and like taking a nap. Goodbye. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But so, so Brooke is like, oh, like Emma like just went to treatment for... Like, her PTSD, which is really what they mean, but, like, nobody says it. They just vaguely say treatment every time they talk about it. Um, And, like, we can't talk about the stuff around her. Uh, And so they agree not to tell her, like, what happened at the movie theater to Audrey. Uh, They also talk about how Emma and Kieran are, like, not broken up, but having a complicated time. And also Jake and Brooke are dating now. Why? <laughs> because both the showrunners are men. Yeah. I mean, we did kind of lean it, leave it in like a romantic. Like they weren't hugging on that car in like a brother-sister fashion. Yeah, but like to go from that into like Brooke so head over heels and like so sweet yeah. on Jake. Yeah. And Jake's changed, but also nothing about him has changed. Yeah. yeah. He's still the Jake. <laughs> He's still the Jake. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think that they've done this to set up, to make a thing that happens later have a little bit more impact, but we'll talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we'll talk It would have still it. had impact. I feel like it's just the men being like, it can't have impact unless they're dating. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, for sure. Um, And Emma shows up. I, I put in my notes here, whose house is this? And then later they say that it's Kieran. So I went back and wrote, oh, it's Kieran. <laughs> um, uh, Emma, so Emma shows up. Um, she's like, I've dealt with my issues. And like, I'm back because I want to be normal. And I don't want anybody to act weird about the murders that happened. Um And so everyone is like, well, okay, we're just really happy to see you, Emma. <laughs> I li- I like the scene. It's cute. I like it when when the teens are allowed to like be teens and have a nice time and hug. Um, I- <laughs> yeah, and um. hug. I like also that like everyone is calling out Kieran for like <laughs> wanting to look nice for Emma and like wearing <laughs> cologne. Yeah, everyone was the cologne. <laughs> um, and then so we we get some exposition about like Kieran's situation after like he lost his dad. 
Um, we find out that he has been living on his own. Uh, his aunt is... He, he tells Emma that, like, his aunt is supposed to be checking on him, uh, but he hasn't seen her in a month, and they kind of, like, have this arrangement where, like, she uh, lives out of state, but, like, she comes to check on him because she's technically his guardian. Um, and Emma and Kieran are, are still friends. Like, they are having a complicated relationship moment, but they're still friends. They kept in touch while Emma was in treatment, TM. Uh, and they are probably gonna hook up, though, because Emma wants to spend the night at Kieran's. <laughs> also, then Noah just, like, straight up interrupts them as they're, like, trying to have their their little relationship talk moment. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> and it's yeah. like, hey, Emma, do you want to be on my podcast? <laughs> I wrote... I wrote Noah, dude, in my notes. Yeah, okay, he does. He does go all meta. He's like, excuse this bumbling secondary character. Yeah, and I'm just like, cool. Glad some things didn't change. I'm gonna be honest. I read the Kieran Emma thing as like Emma was like, I'm really like working to like everything's normal. Let's get into it. And Kieran kind of like, I don't know, like slow down there, girl. You sure you're good? Yeah, everybody is a little bit like that in the in these episodes. Like Emma's trying to aggressively be like, "I'm super normal. Uh, therapy fixed me, and I'm really normal now." And everyone's like, "It seems like you're not normal," which is pretty consistent with how we've seen Emma's trauma characterized yes. before in season one. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I know she had the she had it the hardest, but also I'm like some of the other ones. I'm like y'all should be a little bit more fucked up. Yeah, just a smidge. Just to be fair, bit. one of the characters we meet later on does directly say that to Brooke. Yeah, it's true. And Noah Noah does seem to be dealing with this in a very like compartmentalizing way that he doesn't realize is unhealthy yet. Noah looks like he's aged five years. Also that, yeah, he <laughs> it's, looks it's tired. Haircut, I think. He hit second I, puberty. I think it's partially his haircut. He, like, doesn't have bangs anymore. He's mm. got, like, heavier bags under his eyes, too. He's been, yeah. like, he looks like, I don't know, this whole, con- this, every, his, like, whole scene here, he, like, shot back to being a person who could kill people for me. Like, he's <laughs> acting like a fucking freak. And, like, like affectionate, but... Like, he's, I don't know, he's but dangerous he now. <laughs> yeah, he is, like, a huge weirdo in this scene. And he, like, completely, like, over, like, he he completely, like, interrupts this conversation that Emma and Kieran are having. And, like, they, like, makes her talk about, like, the murders and, like, them being the Lakewood Six. And it's like, that was the biggest thing that's ever happened to us. Um, Until Emma directly is like, I've never listened to your podcast and I never will. Goodbye. Imagine if someone said that to you. We have to get that clipped and I'm going to use the clip to guilt my family. I'm going to add text. And I'll be like, me, and I'm Noah, and then my family, and it's just be like, I've never listened to Dead Teen House Party, and I never will. <sighs> oh, I still gotta send this to my family. <laughs> I I really want to grab that clip of Emma saying, like, I've never listened to your podcast and throw it into the intro. 
Amazing idea. You really should. <laughs> Louis John oh. Zong, we need a remix. <laughs> in the intro or in the outro. Yeah. <laughs> and uh and so Audrey gets another uh another call from uh Mr. Unknown Caller who is using like the the scream voice changer, but like the the one from this show and not from the movie, obviously. Uh who is like I know what you did, and I think that you deserve to be tortured after what you did. Yeah. And I, I do and- like this is where it switches to Audrey being like, this might actually be a serious thing, but I like her initial, like, picking up and being like, what do you want, you sick freak? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's very much like, oh yeah, like this, like, this is probably a thing that she has been dealing with since the murders happened, like... Audrey People is also like, spiraling. <laughs> yeah. And and Noah is able to like find the the two teens, uh Haley and her boyfriend, who pranked Audrey in the comment section of his podcast, uh, which is not uh Piper's podcast anymore. It's a new podcast that he's running called The Morgue. Um, but it's still about like the Lakewood murders. Um and he finds that uh these two met in the comments of of the morgue and a third guy uh kind of like instigated this comment thread and was like we have to like show the world that audrey isn't actually a badass like she says she is um and then never actually showed up to this like planned prank and noah thinks that this is very suspicious and is like well i'm gonna add it to my murder conspiracy board and Audrey's like, I don't love that you have a murder conspiracy board, Noah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Although it is fun to see Noah's room, because, like, before we were always at the game shop, and now Noah has a full-blown room, and it's very Noah. It yeah, really I like that we get to see the teens' bedrooms more. Again, again, I think they had, like, a better location budget for this season, because all of yeah. the teens actually have rooms now. <laughs> That, with that being said, Emma's room is still... I think they were, like, trying to throw back to Emma's old room, which we did briefly see. But Emma's old room looked like, I don't know, a, a best Western room from a magazine, like yeah. like a hotel. And they were like, see, it's Emma's room, kind of like before, but we've added a pile of teddy bears. You know, like how a teen would. Yeah. It's Emma. But we can excuse that on her being away for months at the hospital or something. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Noah also has, like, a very expensive podcast set up. Yeah. He does. It's all the it's, game it's, store money. <laughs> yeah, it's it's either that or it's extremely, like, he told his parents that he wanted to get into podcasting, and they were like, oh, well, we have to get you, like, the best podcasting equipment. Oh, you know what? I bet he already had it, because he, we've seen that he mixes his own music. Yeah. He clearly already yeah. had an audio set up. That's the only reason they let him be the school DJ was because he was like, I already have my own stuff and I do bar mitzvahs on the weekends. <laughs> <laughs> I still can't believe that one of the show winners from season one was like, love the idea about the Babadook cut. <laughs> yeah, that was truly funny. <laughs> oh, also, Martin, very quick. I don't know if anyone else noticed this, but when Noah's doing his whole like... He's he's babbling on about the murder board. He has like he has like all these like old fashioned posters in his room because you know nerd. And one of them is for um something called the Devil's Prodigy. Oh my god! And I was like, is this I, foreshadowing? I absolutely didn't notice that. <laughs> the shit. Devil Wears Prodigy. <laughs> Emma, no. 
I love that. And then Brooke and Jake break into the school to have sex in the pool. Look, that pool is already disgusting. They're not making it worse. Yeah. Normal, normal, again, normal date activities from MTV Scream. Yep. Normal activities to do with your boyfriend. Uh, Jake asks Brooke to be his date to the Lakewood Day Carnival. Uh, we later we later find out that like Lakewood Day is a is a fake town holiday that's that's very important. Um, and Jake is like, well, I want to date you public. Like, I I want to date you in public. Like, I wanna I wanna let everyone know that like we're an item. And Brooke is like, I don't think that that's a good idea because you blackmailed my dad out of like thousands of dollars. And to which Jake is like, well. I think that you just like sneaking around with your boyfriends because like that's why you liked Mr. Branson and Brooke gets very mad and she breaks things off with him and Jake is like, I have a plan that'll make your dad love me. He specifically says that the plan will take care of things. Two birds, one Jake, baby. Two birds, one Jake. God. <laughs> That's two birds, one Jake, baby. Again, Jake's Jake very much evolves into a guy who says his own name a lot by the end of season one. Yeah, yep. and I do, I do find it nice. It's comforting. <laughs> yeah. Um, Emma and Kieran then have another relationship talk. Uh, because Noah interrupted the last one. Uh, Emma says that she broke things off with Kieran very suddenly because she was like, well, I just like wanted to get away from everything. Um, but they kind of land on that they missed each other. Uh, they make out and then Emma like freaks out when Kieran touches like the, the knife scar that Piper left on her stomach and she kind of pulls away and is like, I'm no longer comfortable with this. Like, I just want to go to bed, uh, which is totally fair. And then she has a nightmare in which she wakes up and hears, like, squealing pigs. Um, And she, like, has another one of those dreams where she, like, is in the room where she fell asleep. And then she, like, opens the door and is suddenly somewhere else. Um, And this time she is at a pig farm. Or what we will later learn is a pig farm. Right now it's just a farm. Uh, And she sees, like, a little girl playing... Uh, in a barn with, like, the gross dead pig that uh, her and Audrey found at the abandoned hospital way back when. Hell yeah. Very creepy okay. dream. Very creepy, yes. Yeah, I thought um, it was gonna be a will dream at first. I thought it was the same farm. Same. Yeah, they also, set it up yes. like that, too. This <laughs> this season has a lot of abandoned farms, as we will <laughs> soon find out. <laughs> The abandoned farm budget was through the roof. Yeah, exactly. They found so many abandoned barns that they could use for this season. Um, and, and, and when Emma wakes up, she finds Kieran gone. Like, he's not in the bed with her anymore. Uh, and she kind of walks out of the bedroom to find him sleeping on the couch. And we get a scene with Jake where he pulls up to like an abandoned lot or like a, a farm or something uh with like jugs of gasoline 
Uh, and he like trespasses on this lot, and he finds like uh like a wind up toy of a pig, and as he's like walking towards it, he steps into a bear trap. This really surprised me. Yeah, I I, yeah. I just not not Jake. I know. Yeah. I mean, I kind of like. I'm glad it was Jake because like. He was kind of set up for it, like the the man whore. But also, it feels so fast. I literally wrote in my notes, bro, already? I'm going to be honest. When Right under my um my notes for Jake and Brooke being in the pool, I immediately, or actually right under where Jake says his own name, I just wrote, Jake's going to die in that pool. <laughs> like, I thought someone, like, once Brooke was gone, someone was going to come stab da- Jake to death in the pool. I do think it's very fun that they swing very big in the first episode with, like, who gets attacked. Like, they immediately were like, okay, nobody is safe now. Yeah. And so, yeah, so he, so Jake steps in a bear trap and someone in the Brandon James mask, like, knocks him out with a baseball bat. Um, and we do not immediately get the payoff to that. We, uh, that's, we gotta wait for that for a little bit. Um, Jake was there for Brooke's dad, right? Uh, yes. I really, really, really want to know what was going to get him on his good side uh, at the abandoned uh, Ren Lake estates with a container of gasoline and some kind of big burlap sack. Yeah. Yeah. I want to know his weird scheme. (laughs) We do see later that, like, he has been texting Brooke's dad about something, and, like, I I, I genuinely don't remember. I assume it will come to light what the plan was there. Yeah, I don't, it feels like he was like, I'm going to blackmail your dad into appreciating me and not like, <laughs> I've got something that this this burlap sack, full of your dad's favorite snacks and also free gasoline. <laughs> I, I feel like maybe it was more like Brooke's dad asked him to do arson for some reason. <laughs> yeah, that's what it seems like. Yeah, but also, if I was Brooke's dad, I would not trust Jake as far as I can throw him. And I'm an old man. I can't throw him very far at all. <laughs> so, so yeah, so Jake is uh, unconscious, and we and we don't know for a while what happens with that, uh, because we go back to Emma. Uh, she talks to Maggie for the first time since she's come back from treatment. Um, Maggie is upset because she didn't know that Emma was spending the night at Kieran's and was like, well, I wish she would have told me. Like, I wanted to do something special this morning. Um, and is, like, upset that Emma wasn't at home for her first day back at school. Uh, and Emma is like, well, maybe I'm running away a little bit. And, like, I, I don't care what you have to say, Mom. I gotta go to school. And is is being, like, very teen rebellious at Maggie um and so then we get Audrey and Noah at school uh Audrey has like become an internet celebrity for stabbing a guy (laughs) on live stream uh Brooke joins them as they're walking into school and is like I just want you to know like I broke up with Jake because I figure he would tell you anyway, but I want you to hear it from me first before he makes you look like a bitch. Um, I think that it's very fun that these guys are like a clique now. 
Yes, this is what we've mm-hmm. always wanted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And no weird I, transition period where Brooke's, like, learning what Noah's about. Yeah, I love yeah. that they're just, like, walking into school together. Like, Brooke is like, here's the gossip <laughs> on me and Jake. Uh, and then Emma, Emma comes up and everyone tries to be really supportive. And is like, oh, Emma, how are you? Like, you look good today. And they just, like, come off as, like, supremely fucking weird. <laughs> and was like, like, you don't have to do that. Please don't do that, actually. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. It's um, so weird. I thought they were bullying her. Like, I was watching that and I was like, okay, Emma comes back and everyone is automatically mean. <laughs> They're trying no, they're just so like, hard they're... to not set her off, and Emma's like, please, can we stop walking on eggshells here? Yeah, they're just, like, trying so hard to be nice to her that it, like, comes off as they're just being so fucking weird for no reason. <laughs> um, and, and so they, like, they go into the school, which is, I, I feel like the, the, like, school lobby that we're shown is definitely, like, a different school than they film everything else in, because it's just, looks so different um and emma has like a flashback to this like public meltdown that she had um which is like we're we're led to believe like the thing that like got her taken out of school uh but she she's cool about it um and her and audrey hold hands on on their way up the stairs it was such a it felt like such an early 2000s television flashback with like yeah, the blue it's... wash. <laughs> yeah, it it's in like a a blue tinted flashback. Is that also a male showrunner thing? Oh, I wonder. Yeah, I, I felt like I felt like I was watching something on Teen Nick in like 2007. <laughs> oh yeah. I, that's That's exactly it. Yeah. Um, Zoe 101 got dark. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, since there's no Mr. Branson this season, uh, psych class is the new, like, thematically relevant class that all of the characters are taking. I, it makes me want Mr. Branson back, and that really says a lot. (laughs) Same. (laughs) Emma, thank you. I was about to say, does it make me a bad person if I would prefer the pedophile over this lady? She's like, the worst. She's the worst. She yes, has violated she like so many legal rules in seconds. Yeah. I I mean, and it seems to kind of be on purpose from like stuff we see in the second episode, but like the second she says like what is it? She's like, "Oh, that's what turns me on." Like, "Oh, you're trying to be the cool teacher so hard, it's infuriating." <laughs> yeah. They yeah, says that they should- she <laughs> Asks Emma specifically what she would get out of this class. Emma, who has just come back from being treated for mental yeah. issues. Um, she gives Emma her number and says, if you ever want to talk. And I'm like, girl, I was working to get my degree so that I could teach psychology in high schools along with English. And like, you are not a licensed therapist. You are not a licensed psychologist. <laughs> that is not what teaching in high school means. Well, I mean, also to be fair, you might be doing that for other reasons. Uh, I do appreciate that I do not think the actress they picked is hot enough that they're like, and she's also going to be fucking the students. Even if Noah would like her to be. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, they do establish that Noah has a crush on her. (laughs) 
Don't we also meet Zoe in this scene? Or do yeah. We do yes. This? Yes. We meet. Uh, we meet Zoe and we meet Stavo, whose name we don't learn until like fucking way later. I <laughs> we learn it from the captions. Yes. No, I think they say it like at some point. But yeah, you it's very like you have to learn his name from the captions of the first two episodes. Um yeah, so we meet we meet Zoe who uh who Noah may or may not also have a thing for it's kind of implied there's no there's Noah's, something Noah's there. kind of a snow bunny. Yeah. Well. The thing I I hate that like Noah is like being fed girls in every season. Yeah, <laughs> when they should be feeding him Stavo. I literally referred to Stavo in my notes later on as Noah's creepy new boyfriend. <laughs> um, I I will say that Noah and Stavo is one of the most popular ships in this fandom. So there you go. Amazing. Yes, shocking. The gays keep winning. <laughs> um, so so this psych class is basically like I said, like the like they talk about thematically relevant stuff, and also it's an excuse for Noah to monologue. So they talk about dream analysis in this episode, and Noah does this whole monologue about like how horror movies are like a way to externalize our our nightmares and fears um and and stavo who is like they set up as like creepy new guy who is like sitting in the corner like drawing on his tablet um is like well i disagree with you actually (laughs) i love that we get introduced to the creepy sheriff's son in the exact same seat arrangement both seasons because mm-hmm. he's absolutely in the same seat that Kieran was in season yeah. one. Yeah. Also, everyone calls him creepy, but you, the audience who may or may not be watching this show, have to understand that the actor that they have cast for him is almost too handsome to be, like, full actual creep. Yes, he he's very, yeah. He's, he's, he's pretty, like, normie looking as far as, like... He portrays it really unsettlingly, go. though. He does. Even if I met someone that handsome, I'd be like, that guy's unsettling. He, the actor who plays Stavo is very good at making me uncomfortable every time he is on screen. For sure. And we also see that he's like, he's doodling like Emma covered in blood on his little tablet. I mean, he does a good job, though. Yeah, he's a good good artist. Um, And uh, and yes, we do find out that he's Sheriff Acosta's son. Uh, and the psych teacher gives Emma her, her phone number and is like, if you need to talk, you can call me. That's illegal. She's like, all right, Emma, like, Emma doesn't know you, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> like, I guess. I guess this is what we're doing now. We do not have the legal we do not need any more for this. <laughs> we don't need any more brunette mother figures. Literally. We have a teacher uh, that just, like, is a normal teacher who doesn't try to meet up with their students outside of school hours. Can we just have that? Please. (laughs) Please can the show just introduce a normal teacher for once? 
I would love a teacher who's like almost negligent in the amount of stuff where they're like, no, 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 don't tell me about some stuff you found in the woods. If you tell me that, then I have to write a report or something. Just Exactly. Yeah. I have homework and I don't know, I, I can like jam a little if you want, but do not tell me about a knife you found in the woods. <laughs> um. And and then we get like a little uh we get some like establishing stuff for Zoe, who I actually really like. Uh Emma like chases her down after class and is like, I need you to like help me catch up on my classes because I know that like you're not gonna be a weirdo about it and like ask me stuff about like being a final girl or like try to have me on your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> And and Zoe's like, yeah, sure, like I'll I'll tutor you. Um and then Emma chases down Kieran and is like, Hey, like I saw you on the on like sleeping on the couch and like you didn't really reply to my texts about it, like what's that about? Um and Kieran was like, Oh, like I you like you were having a, a bad dream and I didn't want to wake you up and it's just like being sort of weird and aloof, basically, um, at Emma. And Audrey gets a text that we don't see that she's, like, kind of cagey about. And then Stavo comes up to Noah at his locker and, like, they have a very sort of, like, charged confrontation where Stavo's like, you're too focused on endings. You should read comic books instead of watching movies. Yeah. I think that's when I wrote Noah's Creepy New Boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah. Hearing hearing names of comic books I've read be said by this character make me regret so many choices I've made in my life. <laughs> yeah, I forgot that he references a fucking nail biter. <laughs> I feel like, like I, I'm not enough of a nerd because he was talking and I was like, I don't know, I don't fucking know those. Yeah, me neither. I was like, I only read manga. <laughs> my notes say Noah plus Sheriff Son parentheses kiss. Yeah, they really set Noah up to have, like, a manic pixie dream boyfriend. Yeah. I like it. I like the the charged energy with the new characters. Because, like, Emma and Zoe have such an energy as well. Yeah. yeah. Also, lesbians. They do. I do really like that they're like, yeah, Zoe's always been here. But also, Zoe was not there last season. You know, yeah. I, I know the actress wasn't actually there, but like literally there, I don't think there was like a single black extra until the very last episode that entire season. And oh, this yeah. season they're I'm like, they're sure. like the the black extra, the like multicultural school, the budget's through the roof. Mm-hmm. We've got old people of all different shades, but they're all old. That's what's important. Yeah. And like. It's it's also really fun how, like, Zoe is the only one who they try to do, like, oh, she was here the whole time, actually, for, and, like, all of the other, like, new teens that they introduce are like, no, they're completely new, like, they just got here. <laughs> um, and, and, and Stavo goes on this whole thing of, like, uh, like, with, co- like, comics more closely mirror like what like the horror that happens in real life and like that's happening in Lakewood because there's like always like a new bad thing to happen um and like there's always like a new murder in Lakewood and Noah is like wow you've actually managed to broaden my perspective that doesn't happen every day (laughs) 
hate him. I'm gonna shove him in a locker. I would love to <laughs> shove him in a locker. I love that kid. Um, and and Audrey comes up and is like, "Hey, like I I've been getting these like threatening texts from like the unknown number that I hung up on the other night." And Noah immediately is like, "We're going to the cops." And Audrey's like, "I like this seems like a bad idea. I don't want to go to the cops. Like I don't think it's that serious. I think it's just like some jokester being an asshole." And Noah's like, "Nope, we're going to the cops right now in the middle of the school day." Listeners, as a reminder, we did learn in the season finale last week that Audrey was Piper's accomplice. Yes. So Audrey is very much trying not to get caught as Piper's accomplice. Okay, yes. we don't know that Audrey was Piper's accomplice. I Like we do, though. They have letters. Okay, my personal theory is that Audrey released Piper onto the town and, like, maybe helped with the will thing, but, like, other than that, didn't know that the whole situation was going on. No. Uh, yeah, I, I also How can't agree. How else would Rachel be connected? <sighs> Audrey right, says it herself. <laughs> Very right, but also I don't want to believe it. I, I'm just still thinking about these kids skip school so much <laughs> in the show. <laughs> and so much it's to go to the police station. <laughs> To be like, hello, we're skipping school. This is like a new insidious form of propaganda, but instead of like a of like a procedural, it's like, hey kids, you know where the fun place to go is when you're not at school? The police station. Yeah. <laughs> the sheriff's office. Go hang out and have creepy conversations with each other. Yeah. <laughs> um and we get like a little interstitial scene of Jake uh Jake wakes up and is in like the dirt in this like dark barn. He's still stuck in a bear trap. Um but uh he's also being watched by by a camera. Um but there is like a pickaxe leaned up against the wall that has a note that says see what you can do with this boy interrupted. <laughs> Which I think is a reference to something he said earlier at the party. Yeah, he yeah. calls Emma girl interrupted at, uh, at the party. Ooh, I didn't yep. notice that. This killer yeah. really is, like, has a close ear in, in, in this group. <laughs> yeah. They're in it. They're, they're in it, all right. Uh, Noah and Audrey go to the sheriff's office in the middle of the school day. Uh, or af I, ge I guess it could be after school, but, like, Noah literally drags her off, like, down the hallway while school is happening, so who's to say? Um, they, they have this whole argument in front of the sheriff because Noah is like, well, this is clearly, like, more than a prank, like, someone is, is orchestrating this, and Audrey is like, I disagree, I don't want to get into this, like, I don't see the point in reporting this. Um, and the and the sheriff kind of like sends Noah away and is like, "Hey, why don't you go get a soda for the vending machine?" And then uh, has like a, a little one on one conversation with Audrey and is basically like, "I know that your friend really wants to file this report. It's not up to him. It's your phone. Read the report, and if you want to file it, like you, we'll do it. But like only if you're sure." And Audrey gets a text from the mystery texter that is like, I know what you did, shut it down right now. 
And so by the time Noah gets back, Audrey's like, no, this was just a prank. Piper is dead. Like, you, you're you obsessing over, like, things that aren't happening. I'm leaving. And she leaves. Which, like, I mean, if this was any other show, Audrey would probably be right. <laughs> but it's not. But it's not. <laughs> it's not. It's very much not. <laughs> it's Scream! Woo! Um, Brooke helps Emma clean up her room, is really, like, pissed because Jake is still missing. Um, she talks to Emma about, like, oh, like, Jake changed and he, like, he really stepped up for me while you were gone. Uh, like, he was my rock during those three months. Um, and Emma's like, wow, that sounds nice. Uh, Kieran's avoiding me and I think that I freaked him out the other night. Brooke, Brooke is like, well, Kieran is sensitive too. Like, he's just hiding his pain. I would love a man who goes to therapy in this show. Yeah. <laughs> Same. My kingdom for like one, just one. I mean, please. This conversation is really what gave it away to me where I was like, oh, oh, both the showrunners are men now. <laughs> yeah. Because Brooke is like, just so weirdly characterized. Yeah. Yeah. She's just like, well, Karen is fragile. He just doesn't let anybody see it. It's like, Brooke's a bitch. What do you mean? Yeah. Brooke, yeah. Brooke last season will be like, do you want me to slash his fucking tires? Yeah. <laughs> um, we go back to Noah and Audrey. Audrey comes to Noah's house to apologize to him. Uh... He is pissed at her, though. Uh, and he's, and he's, he's reading comics. Yeah, he's yep. reading comics. <laughs> My guy went to the library and checked those comics out after school. Yep. He stole <laughs> them from work, Marn. <laughs> okay, so fair. Um, and... Noah's basically like, well, you only get that mad at me like when you know that I'm right about something. And Audrey is like, all right, yeah, that's fair. Uh, and she asks Noah to like walk her through his conspiracy chart about like the murders and Piper's accomplice. And um, they they compare like the mysterious third uh, person on the like podcast comments. Um, to the the mystery texter whose messages Audrey's been getting and Noah's like, well maybe they're Piper's accomplice. Um and Noah's very sure that Piper had an accomplice and Audrey is very uncomfortable about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I wonder why that could be. Hmm. Hashtag Audrey is innocent. <laughs> She's not though. I will die on this hill. <laughs> Buddy. <laughs> Then I Emma will die. Karen... <laughs> Emma and Karen have their third relationship talk of this episode. <laughs> uh, they get very in their feelings. Emma's like, well, we could talk about our feelings and our trauma. And Karen's like, wow, maybe that would be good for us. We can be normal again. <laughs> um... <laughs> Emma agrees to be on Noah's podcast for one episode, and she's like, well, 
Like I'm glad all of the all of the survivors are like here with me and like we can all like help each other find a way to like heal and get back to normal. It's very nice. I, I like that part. Uh and afterwards she talks to Noah about his murder board and she's like this seems weirdly obsessive of you. Um, and Noah's like, well, it's my way of dealing with the trauma that we went through. And as Emma is studying it, she notices that one of the pictures on the board is the barn from her dreams. Um, and Noah's like, oh yeah, that's the the pig farm that Brandon James's brother owns. Um, and I was like, what? Like, I, I never heard of this before. Um, and Noah and Noah's like, yeah, like I I I like tracked this down in my research. Um and Emma is like, oh I have to, like well I have to go there immediately because like I've had dreams about this place. Um We also find out that Jake is at an abandoned farm. Um because well, we know that he's like in a barn kind of uh, and he, like, ends up bashing the lock off the door, uh, and he does, and then the killer just shuts the door on him again, which is very funny. <laughs> he, like, he opens the door and, like, sees the killer standing outside in, like, a spotlight, and they just shut the door again. <laughs> I also, Jake, you have a pickaxe. I don't know if the it was connected to anything. I feel like of all the things that it wouldn't be the best, but I feel like you should have maybe tried to get the bear trap off with the pickaxe. Like, yeah. Like, We've all listened to actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> <laughs> so true. That's true. That came out pre-2015. <laughs> Jake should have learned. And then and then you can you don't have to be sitting down using a pickaxe and be all tired by the time the, uh, the killer would have gotten you anyway. But still, Jake, still. <laughs> oh, yeah, I yeah i also like the killer just like shutting the doors is very like end of the movie saw to me (laughs) it is it is where adam gets shut in the bathroom (laughs) like that is what it's evoking for me um brooke and emma drive out to the pig farm they they kind of trick you here because they they want you to think that like jake is at the pig farm when they like show him in in the barn um and then you find out as brooke and emma like get to this farm and are exploring it that like they go in the barn and like nobody is there and you're like oh jake is at a different creepy abandoned barn yeah um it's it's a very good reveal like i i I thought it was good yeah yeah we also learned that emma hasn't just been having dreams about this farm recently she's been having dreams about this farm since she was a kid yeah, like a little like kid. She, yeah, she's been dreaming about this this creepy farm her whole life. Uh, she also explicitly did not tell Noah that she has been having these nightmares. Um, it did end up on the podcast, Mar. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and and so she asked Brooke to come with her because she didn't want to come alone, but she didn't want to tell Noah. Um, to which I wrote, "Why not tell Audrey then?" Audrey's like busy Audrey probably working had a shift. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, okay, that that's fair, I guess. They open the barn door and nobody is in there. It's completely empty and they're like, well, I guess there's nothing here. And as they're like going back to get in the car, 
Um, Emma notices that the lights in like the the farmhouse next door are flickering. Um, and it's like, oh, I like is somebody living there? Like, I want to go check that out. Uh, and we find out that in the other barn, uh, the killer has strung Jacob by the ankles and they kill him with a scythe. I yep. Yeah, have I don't know if any of you have ever read slash watched uh, Higurashi. Uh, I have. This is this is Higurashi shit. Just like someone being yeah. split open with a scythe. Amazing stuff. Yeah. I know it's good, but honestly, there's a part of me that I was just like, this doesn't seem practical, you know? It's, you it's, get him up there, you're gonna have to get him back down there. The scythe seems very rusty. What if what if it hadn't gone in right? Like it's it's the ritual of it. This killer seems the last killer, Piper, she had this like she had this obsession with Emma and her family in this group. This new killer is different. There's there's like there's something almost mystical to the killings in a way. It's something I forgot to mention when we were talking about the podcast scene is that they finally use the phrase final girl. Oh, oh yes, yeah. finally. And it's we're like all... very clear that only Noah has been using survivor girl this whole time. It is like a <laughs> Noahism, not yeah. an actual term. They finally got it cleared with legal. They're like, okay, actually, we can <laughs> use it. Uh, the exact quote is Emma says, we're all final girls in Lakewood, referring to the entire town, I guess. And then Noah's like, and final boys. Wink. Yeah. God. Um,. Yeah, yeah, I, I, like, I think that the killer in the in this season is a lot more dramatic, and I and like that obviously you can kind of already see in these episodes. <laughs> yeah, they really draw it out with Jake. Yeah, there's there's some jigsaw nonsense going on here. Yeah, I was surprised that the. Killer used a scythe. I thought we were going to see Farm Machine 2 electric boogaloo. (laughs) (laughs) It's a simple machine, I guess. Yeah. Well, it's an abandoned farm, so, like, it's not kept in great condition like Will's family farm. Fair. True. There weren't any machines on hand. Um, And so this episode ends with uh, Audrey gets a text that uh, directs her to like a, a certain stall in the bathroom of the of the movie theater and says time to pay the piper. Uh, and she finds that like this this stall in the movie theater bathroom is like full of letters that she wrote to Piper that have been taped up uh, to like the the walls of the stall and like the stall doors. Um, and she, she like wrote all these letters to Piper about like how bad Lakewood is and like how they need to like work together to like make everybody in town pay. Um, not looking good for Audrey, I gotta say. I mean, depending on how much this killer's willing to like not tell people. If this even is the killer, goddammit, there's so many people doing weird ass schemes in this town. True. We just find um, out this is someone else's idea of a prank. Yeah, this is just like some some rando, and and obviously Audrey like grabs all of these letters and like takes them down. Uh, and and her mystery caller texts her and is like, "By the way, I have them all. You can't delete your history." And then Audrey keeps trying to delete the text, and the killer just keeps resending it. <laughs> yeah. Oh. 
How does the killer know she's deleting her text messages? Lucky guess. That's a good point. Vibes. <laughs> They're like, yeah. I'm gonna send this like 40 times as like, just, just to freak her out. <laughs> I mean, They're well. actually texting on Discord, so you can <laughs> see when it happens. This is while she's in the God. stall, right? So maybe the killer is just like perched on the ceiling watching. Oh my God. Yeah, they're in the vents of the movie theater. <laughs> um, And the last thing in this episode is Emma trespasses into this like abandoned house and she finds like the, the TV is like turned on and is, is flickering and there are all of these like pictures of her taped up on the walls and she and it's like pictures of her as like a present day teenager and just like a little kid and uh that's that's where we end the episode i thought we ended on the mom conversation or no we that's how we open the next no episode. that's how, how we that's how we open the next episode yeah they do another one of those like the like this the next episode starts exactly where this episode ends oh i love those yeah mm-hmm. The show does does those good, I think. So yeah, that's that's episode one, and and yeah, episode two opens immediately afterwards with like Emma runs out of the house and is like, "We gotta go, we gotta go." Uh, like somebody's living in there, and they have all these pictures of me. Uh, they get in the car. She Emma immediately goes home and tells Maggie. Maggie's like, "Oh, like I I knew about the farm and I knew it belonged to Brandon's brother." And I took you there when you were little uh, because the James family moved out there after Brandon died to, like, get away from the town and, like, all of the the people who thought that Brandon was a killer. Um, And, like, even even after you were born, like, I would go out there and visit them and I would bring you. Um, And Emma remembers the farm uh, from when she was little and is really upset that Maggie, like, didn't tell her about it when like all of the all of the murders are happening and and, like all the stuff with Piper and Maggie was like well I didn't think that it mattered like it it didn't seem like it was relevant to what was going on um and Emma is like okay well who's living out there now and Maggie is like well I didn't know anybody was living out there like Troy Troy James doesn't live out there anymore um like I don't know who's living out there this whole scene, I'm just like, oh, Maggie, if you had another secret kid, but this time it was with Troy. Oh my god. Yeah. No. It has Brandon those vibes. lived. <laughs> Brandon lived, and he's at the farm. Oh, shit. That, yeah, that, that is kind of what they're implying, I feel like. Probably, but, and then, then they're gonna pull it out from under us, and they're like, nope, still dead. <laughs> it was, it was a character you've never seen before in your life. Fuck you. <laughs> I just want him to be happy, even if he has to live an abandoned farm. <laughs> yeah. Um. And and so Maggie's like, I have a great idea. Why don't we like literally go back to the farm right now, and I'll check it out with you. Um. Emma is now having the longest night of her life. <laughs> I feel so bad for her. Let her nap. Yeah, she like just got back from like three months of therapy. And she's, like, being forced to stay up all night investigating this abandoned farm. 
that she didn't even know existed until just now. Um, so they go back. The room that Emma saw before is now completely empty. It has been, like, completely cleared out in the time that it took her to go home and then come back. There's no photos. There's no, like, TV that's turned on. There's nothing. Very scary. The next morning, Maggie comes in to wake up Emma and finds that she's already gone. Like, her bed is made. Uh, And we find that she's at Kieran's telling him all about this, like, fucked up incident with the farmhouse. Um, and Kieran is like, I think that you should go to the police because, like, this is like this is very weird. Clearly, somebody is stalking you. Like, if you think that, that is the case, you should go to the cops. Um, Emma doesn't want to because she says that she'll look crazy. Um, and Kieran is like, Well, like, I that like it's kind of normal for like what happened to us to like make you feel crazy. Like, I stole sometimes like feel like I can hear my dead dad in the house and I was like no that's like that's like normal weirdness I went into a house and I found a bunch of pictures of myself and then they disappeared (laughs) yep fair point um and she's like maybe I should like go back to treatment like maybe they didn't actually like fix what was wrong with me And Kieran's like, that's what's crazy, is the idea of going back to treatment. I'm like, no, (laughs) therapy is fine. You can go back if you need to. It doesn't need to be inpatient. Like, surely there has to be, like, a therapist in town. Right? Who's not your teacher. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, I mean, clearly the psych teacher. The psych teacher (laughs) is not a licensed therapist. (laughs) This was also the scene when it actually started to bother me that they kept saying, like, treatment instead of like saying something more specific (laughs) yeah i feel like they were they'd be worried it would be like a stigma if they were like it'd be like a stigma if they were like psych facility yeah but it's like okay obviously like she went she probably went into an inpatient program they they just call it capital t treatment tm um they're not subtle about what it is just use yeah. words. Yeah, just just say say words that aren't treatment. And then Emma leaves Kieran's house and we see like a car following her ominously from like the other side of the of the road. Um more on that later. Noah and Audrey at school. Audrey is like very jumpy and like kind of squirrely. Noah says that he has a new lead on Piper's accomplice because a commenter on his uh, his podcast, uh, Eddie, who is a night clerk at a motel in town, says that he saw Piper with an accomplice. And so Noah wants to go and interview this guy and, and find out like what he knows and what he saw. Um, and Audrey obviously does not feel gr- great about this. I really, I really like that this is leaning into like, um, Audrey, like we're really like, we got the reveal about Audrey sort of inviting Piper in and maybe being probably being her accomplice. Um, and now yes. like we're in her head. Like, I, yeah, I just, the tension is amazing. Yeah, I think I I wrote later in my notes that like it's very fun that they're they're still doing like the dramatic irony stuff, but like this time Audrey is on like the audience side of the dramatic irony. 
Hell yeah. Yeah. And like a lot of the stuff that like usually only the audience would know, like Audrey is also being let in on. <laughs> also, Very Audrey's funny. good at this. Like spoilers for like further down, but like Audrey's kind of got it on on not exactly, but like can handle her shit. For yeah. sure. I mean, we know we we knew that she's pretty competent. It's it's fun kind of getting to see her put it into action in this way. Yeah, now we get to be behind the scenes. Yeah. I like it. I like Audrey. Mm-hmm. Um, Kieran and Emma and Brooke have a conversation where Kieran is like grilling Brooke for details about this uh like mystery house that they saw, um, and like what exactly happened. And Brooke is like, well, I didn't go inside. Like, I didn't, I didn't actually see anything. Um, Emma was like not making a lot of sense when she ran outside, um, and was like talking about all this like crazy stuff that happened in there. Um, it was really weird, and I was really worried about Emma. Um, Emma is obviously like a little bit kind like annoyed at Brooke for saying this. What happened to Brooke's writing? I know. In these episodes. Because, like, if this was season one, even if Emma wasn't making any sense, like, Brooke would have been so ride or die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now she's throwing Emma under the bus in front of Emma. Yeah. I don't like it. Yeah. Where's my bad it's... bitch? Where is she? Yeah. Honestly, at this point, I'm hoping that she's, like, victim number two, I guess. Just so we can be free of this terrible writing. I would have rather had her die than Jake. Interesting. Because they know how to write a guy who says his own name. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they do. Well, they had to They had to get rid of Jake so that they could put a bunch of new guys in the, in the show. It's, it's equivalent exchange. <laughs> and nothing makes you, like, more interested in the new kid in town who's kind of creepy, like having your boyfriend just be murdered. Yeah, exactly. As we learned from season one. But imagine if Jake had been in Brooke's position and he had the chemistry with the new with the creepy new kid in town because his girlfriend had just been murdered. Interesting, interesting. Brooke would have gotten out of the bear trap. Also that. Brooke would have gotten out of the bear trap. You saw her pull that knife out of Jake's chest. She True. wouldn't have even stepped in the bear trap to begin with, is the thing. She would have used her phone flashlight. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> she would have. Well, sure a well written her would have. I'm not sure she even would have gone to that abandoned lot in the first place. Um, but yeah, so Emma Emma's like kind of pissed off at Brooke because Brooke is like, well, like, I mean, you've seen like these like hallucinations of Will and your dad before. Like, it's not, it doesn't seem that crazy to me that like maybe you like a imagined what you saw like in the house also we we do finally get confirmation that when she saw her dad in season one it was just like all a hallucination which i i feel like they put in this episode to like set up something that happens later yeah 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 um and they have like this this big group meeting in the hall um and between uh, Noah, Emma, Audrey, and Brooke, and Brooke is like, well, I'm still really pissed off at Jake, but like, have any of you actually talked to him? Um, and everyone's like, no, we haven't talked to him since like the night of the party. And Brooke is now very worried. 
Um, and it's like, well, I haven't texted him either because, like, we all know that, like, the girl never texts first after a breakup. And I was like, I, I really feel like you should text him. Like, if he's not talked to any of us, like, this seems a little bit suspicious. Um, Audrey is getting more threatening texts about her letters to Piper. Uh, and she sees Haley texting someone in the hall um, and comes after her and, like, pins her to the, the wall of the stairwell and is, like, threatening her. And Haley's like, I was, like, I was just texting my boyfriend. Can you, like, chill the fuck out, please? Wow. <laughs> I do like that when you actually get to see Haley's text, they're, like, filled with emojis and stuff. Yeah. At least they know how to write young people. Yeah. Yeah. Um... And then Emma talks to Zoe because Emma, while she was like running around doing this pig farm stuff, was also forgetting that Zoe was supposed to tutor her. <laughs> and Emma like feels so bad about this and is like, like, maybe I should have asked you to do this. Like, I'm really sorry. Um, and Zoe is like, you know, like, I also went through some like painful stuff in the last couple of years and like I kind of lost my way. Um, but, like, what you need to do is, like, you need to find someone smart and you need to pay attention so that you, like, don't fall behind in school. And it's, like, very surprisingly firm with Emma in a way that, like, not a lot of Emma's other friends have been so far. Yeah, it's such a, I will say, it is such a, there's so much sexual tension in this interaction. Oh yeah, yeah especially bit. at the end when Emma's like, "Wait, you thought I was smart?" Uh, or like, "You thought I was as smart as you?" And Zoe like turns back and whispers and goes, "I thought you were even smarter," and then walks away. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> if anything happens to Zoe, I swear to God, we need at least. If it's fine, it's a horror show. Something can happen to Zoe, but if something happens before, like. Episode six, I swear to God. Oh, if it's like another Riley situation. Yeah, I can't yeah. have I can't have her die next episode. Like, mm-mm. Yeah, I, I, I like Zoe a lot. I, I generally like all of the like new season two kids a lot. I think that like they did a good job making like just creating new characters who feel like they are kind of like a needed part of this world. And like they are interesting, yeah, yeah. And now someone's for like be like, look, we need other people to be murdered. Um, yeah, exactly. So here you go. <laughs> yeah, like it, it would be very easy for for it to feel that way. Like they they just kind of like invented new characters to be murdered. Um, but it it doesn't. Like it feels like these are these are characters who like it makes sense for the main characters to like be interacting with. Um, so then they go to psych class. The psych teacher, like, monologues about survival instincts and, like, meeting and beating challenges in the wild. Um, and Brooke texts Jake and is, like, getting nothing back from him. Um, and this is actually when we learned Stavo's name I wrote down. Um, because I think the teacher, like, calls on him or whatever. This is also when we learned the psych teacher's name, uh, is Miss Lang. Yeah. Um, and Emma comes to her after class and is like, hey, like I could actually really use someone to talk to. 
Um, and they make plans to go to the cafe where Emma used to work uh, later and, like, meet there after school. I know they need to reuse this set, and I know that it w- makes sense, but also, Emma, no. Yeah, <laughs> Emma, oh my god. no. The last time you went there with a leggy brunette sister figure, things went terribly awry. Also, yeah. that is your teacher. Why is she trying to meet outside of school? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure high school teachers, like, straight up aren't allowed to do that. Correct. Like, correct. It's fine if you run into them at the grocery store, but it can't be, yeah. can't be predetermined. Exactly. Like, if you're gonna meet up, it has to be, like, on school grounds for, like, after school tutoring and stuff like that. Yeah, also, be... does, their, does their school not have a guidance counselor? Yeah, a psych teacher in a high school. In a public high school, it's not going to be a licensed therapist. I yeah, wh- like why hasn't the school guidance counselor like reached out to Emma or any of her friends to be yeah. like, hey, do y'all need to like talk? What happens <laughs> like, to the grief counsel mandatory grief, counsel- grief counseling from season one? Yeah, and who oh, was I mean, doing that'll... that grief counseling? Were the cops just handing out grief counseling? I feel like they bring the grief counseling stuff back. Don't quote me on that though. <laughs> Yeah, fingers crossed. God, I hate cops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Emma, oh God, sorry, I lost my place. Uh, so Noah, Noah and Audrey. Um, oh, they also name the cafe. Finally, they never name it in season one, but we now know that it's called the Grand House. I thought we did know that. I think they maybe like, we knew that. I, I feel like they never really like gave it a full like they the characters were always like never said it out loud all the time you know what i mean yeah i think that's yeah, the name I feel like... of my friend's favorite place in philly oh nice i feel like they showed the sign in season one but they maybe mm-hmm. never said the name like how no no one ever says the name of the game store oh yeah that could <laughs> just be good. show the sign of it um no and audrey convene audrey asks about noah's big lead and Noah's like, well, I've talked to Eddie and like he's saving the accomplice reveal for my podcast. Um, but there's no real evidence supporting it, so like he can't go to the cops because they just like won't accept it. Um and Audrey's like, Oh, maybe I'll come with you and film this supposed reveal. Emma also runs into a strange teen in the hallway at school. Um as she's leaving, they talk about Lakewood Day, and she's like, yeah, like, it's a big, like, kind of, like, festival ho- holiday that we have in town. Um, and she asks this teen if he's new, and he's like, well, I don't go to school here, but I'm thinking about it. Um, and then he addresses Emma by name, and she's like, how do you know my name? And he's like, well, doesn't everyone? This kid is so creepy. Yeah, there are too many new creepy boys. I assumed this was still comic book kid i thought it was too i was like hold on wait hold on wait until we see comic book kid in the next scene and i was like oh yeah they're not the same creepy child yeah yeah i will say like until they get fleshed out a little bit more they do try to kind of make stavo and this guy like a little bit the same red herring basically of like oh it's a new kid maybe he's the murderer Because he's, like, socially awkward. (laughs) To be fair, they're very socially awkward. But, yeah, Yeah, no, they're just, like, big old red herrings. Yeah. Um, Brooke and the mayor, her dad, are also at the grindhouse, uh, talking about the mayoral election. 
the mayor says that like he needs to like stay visible during the election and like this is the most crucial time in his campaign. Uh, they have to like make the most of the Lakewood days leading up to actual Lakewood day, I guess. Um, and he, they establish that like Brooke has signed up for this like pageant event called Lady of the Lake to like help his PR, but she's not happy about it at all. Uh, we also see that the mayor has been texting Jake about something that Jake was supposed to do for him, but he's not getting a response. Yeah. I wonder why that could be. <laughs> who, who knows? Who knows? Usually I would pause and write that down, but the fact that I knew that, you know, Jake was no more, I was like, I'm too sad to read whatever the fuck the mayor was texting him about. Yeah. <laughs> the artsen. <laughs> um, Sheriff Acosta shows up to Kieran's house and says, like, there's been noise complaints about teens, like, throwing parties, which I guess is, like, it, it establishes that, like, Brooke and Jake have been using his house for stuff, and I guess, like, the implication there is that, like, they've been throwing parties at Kieran's house, too. Um, the sheriff has discovered that, like, Kieran's Aunt Tina doesn't actually live in town, um, but she's in town for the moment, um, and she tells the sheriff that she, like, comes to check in on Kieran as much as she can, and Sheriff Acosta's like, well, that's great, but, like, he's under 18 and he doesn't have a legal guardian um and his aunt tina's like all right i'm gonna resolve this don't worry about it and the sheriff leaves and then aunt tina is like karen what is it like what the hell i thought you were gonna be responsible like we had a deal that like this was gonna be a win-win situation like you get to live on your own and i get the money for being your guardian and like i only have to drive up here like once a month and we learned that because the sheriff got involved kieran now has to move to atlanta with his relatives i was so amused by this because i like i really thought this was gonna be like kieran's final out from the show like he yeah. got a few episodes away in the first season where he just like was immune to, to being killed because he was not in the show. So I was like, oh, he, he figured it out. If he just exits the show, he can like be safe entirely. I thought it was setting up what I predicted at the end of last season for m setting up for Maggie adopt becoming his legal guardian. And they make you think that for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, they like... They make you think at first that, like, Kieran is just straight up getting written off the show. And then they make you think that Maggie is going to be his guardian for, like, a minute. Sorry, I got distracted because I was thinking, I was like, I was like, how the hell? Because when they have blue license plates on all the things, so I assumed they were in, like, Colorado. And I was like, how the hell is she driving from Atlanta to Colorado? And then I was like, oh, wait, Tennessee also has blue license plates. Yeah, I think... I, I looked this up during one of the first episodes, and it says, like, everyone has Colorado license plates, but, like, the town is supposed to be in Louisiana. Alright, well, alright, I take it back, then. It's just, it's just a, weird. Just a, from a town with very strange car buying habits. Yeah. And, and Emma, like, learns this on the phone with Kieran, and is, like, devastated, and she talks to Maggie about it, and Maggie's like, well, you guys could, like, have a long-distance relationship. Like, you, like, Skype exists. And Emma's like, 
you don't know what I'm going through. Like, you could never understand. (laughs) While we were watching this, my wife out loud said, y'all are narrative foils. What do you mean she doesn't know what you're going through? (laughs) Not only did did she go through what you're going through, she was your age and had to go away, have a baby, give that baby up for adoption, come back, and then start over. Yeah. Yeah. All of her friends died. All of them. Except for her husband. Except for her husband. <laughs> oh, man. Um, And Emma's like, nobody can fix this. And I, like, Kieran is just gonna go away and, like, it, it's gonna be over. Um, and is, like, still very much, like, pulling away from Maggie and, like, not willing to let her help. And Brooke, meanwhile, is going to the sheriff's office to file a missing report, a missing persons report on Jake, um, because it's been more than, like, 48 hours since anybody's heard from him, um... So she shows up at the sheriff's office and was like, I like I need to file this missing persons report. Um, and she has to wait for the sheriff to like get out of a different meeting or whatever. And she ends up sitting kind of like in the waiting area with Stavo, who is hanging out doing homework because he's like, Yeah, my dad makes me come here after school. <laughs> Which is like, oh yeah, of course like of course your dad is the kind of guy who would do that. <laughs> like would make you come to the come to his office and just sit there and do your homework I can't understand how they're trying to frame the sheriff because like he's like that seems like a very strict thing for him to do to Stavo but also at the same time everything we've ever seen him in he's like look I don't give a shit that you're breaking the law just stop doing it so that I don't have to come back here and do something about it yeah Yeah. (laughs) Sheriff Acosta is accosting these children <laughs> also, Stavo Acosta is a bad name. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's short for Gustavo, but that doesn't Just really call make him it Gustavo. any better. Huh? Why is he Stavo? Or Gus. Gus. He doesn't look like a Gus. Gustavo. Um, and Stavo and Brooke have a conversation. Uh Stavo's like, yeah, I, like I obviously know who you are, like I know all of the Lakewood Six. Um, and he's like, I've ranked all of them, too. And Jake is number six, and Brooke is number four. And there's, like, a funny moment in here where Brooke is offended, because she's like, well, I was stabbed and left in a freezer to die. Like, I feel like I should at least be number three in your ranking. God. <laughs> and he's like, no, that's where my boyfriend goes. <laughs> yeah, Noah's number three. And obviously, Audrey and Emma have to be one and two, like... They just yeah. gotta, and my mm-hmm. boyfriend's number three. <laughs> no one stop over that. Uh, me and the bad bitch I pulled by being <laughs> autistic. <laughs> Holy shit! You're Stavo, right. very correct, but also Stavo needs to yassify a little bit more. Or is is Noah the bad bitch? <laughs> I think Noah's the bad bitch. Okay, then yes, they're the interchangeable. Bitch. I think. I think yeah, it's a mutual. Thing. You can flip it either direction. <laughs> and, and just as, like, the the sheriff is, like, free to talk to Brooke and she's, like, about to walk into his office, uh, she gets a text from Jake that's like, hey, like, sorry, I, I haven't been responding, whatever. 
um, which totally isn't suspicious. Uh, and Brooke is like, you know what? That's enough for me to know that Jake is alive. Uh, I'm gonna leave without filing this report. Mistakes. It's like everyone in this show forgot that last season the killer pretended to be Tyler for a full 72 hours. Yeah. You go to school and you haven't seen Jake in two days, and nor have you, like, FaceTimed or called. He didn't respond yeah. immediately to your offer of a titty pig. Yeah. So no wonder true. he's number six. They just don't care about him. <laughs> I also imagine, like, imagine in the future, if Brooke survives this, and, like, she has to, like, look back and, like, what was my, what was the last thing I, I ever said, I ever sent to Jake? And it's, like, and it's, if you respond to this, I'll send you a boob pic. Yeah. And you know what? No regrets. That's fair. Because you know what? It let her know that something was wrong. Because regular Jake would be like, I'm here. What's up? He would. So he would have floated over like there is a delicious pie in the seal in the on the windowsill. <laughs> so true. He would he would creepily come out from a corner in the room and he'd be like, "I'm here." So like, can I see him in person? Yeah, he would burst through the door. <laughs> he would leave a cartoon shaped hole of himself. Yeah, the things Whoa. this man would do to see a titty. We know God. what he would do. He he did it last season. He he spied on her. <laughs> That's so true. He blackmailed her dad for ten grand. Just for oh titty my money. God. <laughs> so so yeah, so Burke just leaves without telling the cops that like there is something suspicious going on. Uh meanwhile Maggie goes to talk to Tina about the issue of Kieran. Uh, and Emma goes to talk to her psych teacher, whose name I already forgot. <laughs> it's it's Miss Lang, but I I just like at this at this point watching the episode, I was like they've said it once. I don't remember what it is. Um, and Miss Lang says like Emma has really common symptoms of PTSD, and like this is really normal. Uh, but you also find out that she is covertly recording Emma with like an uh, a tape recorder in her purse. Yeah, uh, which sucks. Somehow worse than Mr. B already somehow not maybe not worse, but still this is this does not like lead to good things. Yeah, no. No, it super doesn't. <laughs> um and Emma like g- gets up to get her, her drink or whatever and like sees someone like with brown hair and glasses and like freaks out and thinks that it's Piper, uh, and like drops her drink on the floor. Uh, and she is, like, having this, like, whole public meltdown, and she tells her teacher, like, I hate that, like, Piper is still having this, like, lasting psychological effect on me. Like, I, I hate that, like, Piper has, has, like, ruined my ability to, like, come here to this cafe, and, like, that I freak out every time I see someone who, like, looks like (laughs) her. Um, and... I guess to her credit, Miss Lang is like, well, you shouldn't let Piper ruin your life. Like, you deserve to, like, not have that happen to you. Um, And Emma is afraid that, like, what happened to her dad is happening to her, where, like, he let the the Brandon James murders just, like, permanently affect him until, like, he had to leave town. Um, 
And Miss Lang says, like, Piper, like, has taken all of these things from you. Like, you can't let her take any more. Which, to her credit, is pretty good advice. Imagine how scared Emma would be seeing our podcast cover art. <laughs> just four, just four yeah. brunettes and glasses. <laughs> You're so four right. pipers. Oh no! Four podcasters who are all brunettes with glasses. <laughs> That's our nightmare. I'm so sorry, Emma. At least we record at night, so I don't have a non-fat mocha in my hand. Oh god! <laughs> I only drink diet coke, so you're safe from me, Emma. And so Brooke, like, I guess is at her house. I think I either missed where like the scene was supposed to be, or they just don't set it up very well. Um, but she finds flowers on her car. Um, I had just assumed and- it was the car outside the police station. <laughs> Oh yeah, that might be it actually. Um she finds like uh like a bouquet of roses on on like the the hood of her car with a note that says I'm sorry. Uh and she 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 really just presumes that they're from Jake. Like there's nothing that outright says that they're from Jake. Yeah. She's just like, "Oh, obviously like these are from Jake because we had a fight the other night." She is too willing to believe that Jake would do something like that. Yes. And also, again, like, bad, this bad writing of her in general, because I feel like season one, Brooke would be like, ugh, roses? Like, cliche. Like, send my favorite flower. Show that you know something about me. Yeah. To be fair, I mean, like, this is the first that she thinks she's heard from Jake in in, like, a couple days. Yeah, I'd true. be even more sus. Yeah, honestly, Brooke should just Brooke should have like just a little bit more PTSD. Let Emma's energy run off a little bit. Yeah, this is the only thing that Creepy Stavo's been right about so far. Brooke should have a little more PTSD. Yeah, well, well, <laughs> and Noah should read comic this, books. <laughs> the rest of this season does get into that a lot. Okay. I will say. Okay. All right. Spoilers ahead. I I like where Brooke goes this season. I I just feel like they are fumbling a little bit at the beginning because like they know what they want to like the writers know what they want to do with her, but they like have a weird time getting her there at first. Okay. All right. Well. Um. So yeah. So she she finds this bouquet. She's like, oh, it must be her Jake. Like making it up to me. Uh. Is like text Jake and is like, I'll come over tonight and like I'll I'll come meet you at your house. Uh Emma comes to Kieran's house, uh, and the strange teen from earlier opens the door and we find out that it's Kieran's cousin Eli, uh Aunt Tina's son. She Emma Emma takes Kieran outside to have a conversation in private and Kira is like and Kieran is like, Well yeah, your mom came over um and she- she like talked to my aunt Tina and she gave her a lot to think about. And Emma's like, I want to do something with you. We have to go for a drive. And as they're like driving off, we get a scene of Eli and Tina inside the house. Um, and Eli is like trying to convince Tina to move to Lakewood. And is like, well, like things are really bad for us in Atlanta anyway. Like, why would we not want to move here with Kieran? Which, like, honestly, they're trying to, like, 
set it up like, oh, look at this creepy young young lad. But I think he's just like making an objectively good life decision. Like according yeah. to him, he, his mom, his mom's boyfriend all live in a one bedroom apartment. Uh, she doesn't have a job there that's like keeping them tied down. And like, I'm be honest, he does not seem like he would do like super well in the Atlanta school system. Like, yeah, you can come out here and that their their private not private school their public school is like super fancy, and you get a free house. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it it, it objectively makes a lot of sense. It really does. My one issue with this scene is that Emma does not address at all that she met Kieran's creepy little cousin. Yeah. yeah, she's like, yes, this is the first time that we're meeting now. Yeah. Yeah, I do feel like that would be a weird conversation to be like, all right, cool. Uh, you want to come do a thing with me? By the way, I met your cousin in the hallway and he was, see, always that way, you know, Yeah. bad. <laughs> yeah, they, they just like don't address at all that she met him and that he was like vaguely creepy to her, which I, I guess is fine. <laughs> Um, Brooke gets ready to go to Jake's, uh, but her dad is like, no, like, we're supposed to do this whole photo op tonight, and, like, you have to wear something nice for it, because Brooke is, like, dressed very provocatively, because she's, like, thinks that she's gonna go over to Jake's, and, like, they're gonna hook up, um... And her dad is like, what What are you wearing? Like, we have to go do this, like, family photo op. Like, I have to look good for the media. Um, and Brooke is like, well, my boyfriend, Jake, is more important. That's right. Me and Jake are dating. <laughs> and, of course, the mayor gets, like, really pissed off and is like, that boy hurt our family, Brooke. And... Brooke is like, well, Jake's a good person and I care about him. Bye. Also, like, I think this campaign might be a little bit fucked already. Um, Mr. I put a dead body somewhere. Yeah, yeah things things not looking great for the mayor. No, not Who is he even running against? Unclear. Maybe that's a surprise we'll learn later on in the season. What if what if uh, Mrs. Lang is is running for mayor and is going to use? Oh my god! Oh my god! Actually, this doesn't make any sense. Is going to somehow use information about all the teenager psychologies to like undermine? No, this is this is foolish. Mm-hmm. I mean, what if Brandon James is running for mayor? Holy shit! <laughs> I was going to say, what if the new killer is the is the mayoral candidate? Ooh. Killer mayor. I I promise to eliminate whoever's murdering these teens. <laughs> well, the new the new killer obviously killed Jake because he has a track record of blackmailing the mayor. <laughs> and and they were like, well, if I'm gonna run work. for mayor, I have to get rid of this guy. <laughs> and he was there to do the mayor's dirty work. Oh, oh. true. Two birds, one Jake. Two, Two birds, birds, one, one Jake, Jake, baby. baby. New tagline for the podcast. (laughs) So Noah Noah goes over to the motel uh, to meet his source, Eddie. Uh, Audrey has not shown up to to the motel. Um, Kieran and Emma, meanwhile, go to the dock on the lake uh, where she had like her final showdown with Piper, where Brandon James got killed. 
Um, Emma walks out on the dock alone and is like, I have to, like, go out there. Um, like, this is something I have to do for myself. Um, she relives, like, some of her memories from that night, like, including her shooting Piper. Um, and she sees someone, or she thinks she sees someone in the Brandon James mask, like, standing on the shore. She like has a moment where she like looks at them and she closes her eyes and then when she opens them again like this mystery like ghost killer is gone um and and she has closure now cuz she's she's been here and she's like convinced herself that Piper is dead for real and then her and Kieran make out because of course they do yeah i put please don't fuck on the murder dock no they, they fuck in the car next to the murder dock. It's very tasteful. Not much better. Is his hair floppier this season? Yes. 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 I would say also, I do like the fact that all the characters have scars from what happened previously. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not just Emma. They show Jake has, like, a chest scar. Brooke has, like, a leftover from being stabbed in the freezer scar. Yeah. It's... Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah, she's got her Mr. Branson scar. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Might Sorry, have been I, was also, <laughs> I was also thinking of how Kieran and Audrey both have, like, more bangs this season, and then they just, like, got rid of Noah's bangs. <laughs> Noah donated them. <gasps> Kieran siphoning the bangs. Because from- Audrey, Audrey also has, like, a like an emo kid, like, fringe happening this season. It really does. It works. Audrey is going, like, the full Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> the fringe is required for your descent. Mm-hmm, exactly. She has, like, the, the covering one eye thing going on. And so, re- relatedly to that, uh, Noah meets up with his source, Eddie, who is, like, the, the like, night clerk at this motel, uh, who is like, yeah, like, I saw Piper arguing with, like, a girl uh, a couple times, like, outside, um... And, like, starts to describe this accomplice and then gets a call from the killer who is like, don't say anything. I will kill you if you do. Like, play it cool. Um, and the the latter half of this scene is so funny to me because he's, like, on the phone with the killer being like, I'll, like, disembowel you if you say anything to Noah. And he's just like, uh, yes. <laughs> Hangs up the phone. You know what? I was wrong about all of the things that I just said to you. You have to leave now. He plays it so incredibly uncool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is my favorite scene though, because Audrey is like killing it as killer. Um and yeah. it really makes you wonder, like, was she the killer? Like, was she doing the killer voice in any of the previous in the previous season at all? Yeah, so we we find out that this this was Audrey on the phone, like threatening Eddie and being like, "If you tell Noah anything, like I'll I'll disembowel you, I'll kill you, and and like you have to like play it super cool and just tell him that you don't know anything." Um, which is again fun because we kind of get to be in on the secret a little bit, and Noah leaves frustrated because, like, Eddie has obviously gone back on everything that he was saying about Piper. And is like, actually, I made all of that up. Goodbye. Um, and 
Audrey, like, runs up to the motel after this and is like, hey, like, sorry I'm late. Like, what what did you find out? Like, have you talked to him yet? And Noah is like, no, like, he was going to tell me, like, all this stuff. And then he froze up and he didn't, like, I didn't get any information. Um, But unfortunately, this has only made Noah more suspicious. Um, Bad for Audrey. Uh, And Noah wants to go to the motel storage unit to look for uh, stuff that Piper might have left behind in her room. uh, Because Noah doesn't think that the police would have known to search this uh, storage unit where they, like, keep all of the, like, junk that, like, people have left in their motel rooms. Because Piper wasn't staying there the whole time. Um, And Noah's like, Audrey, you come with me and take video of what we find. And Audrey obviously hates this, but she can't say anything. Oh, yeah. Also, I love the whole time they're having this conversation in the motel parking lot. Motel is a fantastic location, by the way. Fabulous. But Mm -hmm. while they're having the conversation, the camera is just spinning around them. Yeah. Yeah. They have to have a big budget for that neon, too. Oh, for sure. It's gorgeous, though. It's, It's so good. I, I love the motel. We will we will come back to the motel at some point. Nice. I guess that's a little bit of a spoiler, but spoiler. It, it becomes a little bit of a reoccurring yeah. set, which which I think is nice. They we we get some more reoccurring uh, sets in the season. In the episode, sorry. they aren't all they aren't all the sheriff's office. Yeah. I mean, the episode's called Psycho, so it makes you want to like like assume this is important in some way. Yeah, all the episodes this season are named after famous horror movies. So cheesy. Motel. Um, Emma and Kieran go back to Kieran's house after their like little moment at the docks. Uh, Tina is like, "Yeah, like your mom offered to like take Kieran in and like actually be his guardian, but I would never let that happen. So I'm gonna." I'm going to step up and me and Eli are going to move to Lakewood and I'm going to become Kieran's guardian. Um, And I was like, well, cool. I'm glad that like this whole thing was resolved in the span of about 30 minutes. (laughs) And Emma leaves and we see that this like mystery car is following her again. Um, And she calls Maggie on her way home and is like, hey, like, I'm so glad that, like, you talked to Kieran's aunt. Like, it really worked. I want to, like, come home and have dinner with you and, like, actually talk about, like, what happened and, like, my feelings. Um, And we see that this car is still, like, extremely slowly following Emma as she walks home. Um, And she notices eventually and she makes a run for it. And then the car cuts her off in the street. And we find out that it's her dad for real this time. For real. But what if um, he is a hallucination again? Oh. Um, and he, like, gets out of the car and is like, well, I was, like, I was trying to figure out, like, the best way to approach you, to which I wrote in my notes, well, it wasn't this, sir. <laughs> yeah. Bad like, move. He has like, to know. know. Yeah, he has to know that his daughter was, like, attacked by a serial killer. Like, obviously, the way... To approach her isn't, like, stalking her on her walk home at night. You can tell he's never really been a dad to her, because that's, like, dad rule number one. Yeah. Yeah. And so so he's back. He's back in Lakewood. Uh, 
they they sort of rehash the conversation she had with like her hallucination dad in season one where he's like yeah like i know that like you don't like you're not obligated to forgive me for like not being there for you but like i want to try and be there for you now and like whatever relationship you want to have even if like you just want me to fuck off forever like that's completely your decision um and then Audrey is now breaking into the storage unit in the dead of night. Uh, she, the, the storage unit is like surrounded by a barbed wire fence and Audrey hops it like a fucking pro. Yeah. She brought like a rug to get over the barbed wire as she's like scaling the fence. Okay. Very pro. But also I do not think Audrey is a true pro, aka is the one who broke into the records room because do you know what she's not wearing? Fucking gloves. Whoops. Oh yeah. She, oh, she is wearing gloves. She's wearing fingerless gloves. <laughs> it's the emo haircut. It does things to you. Yeah. And, um, she... That's a good point. I didn't even notice that. <laughs> what the fuck, Audrey? Um, and she... So Noah, like, calls her on the phone, and she obviously hits ignore. Um, Noah, like, over these scenes is like doing a monologue about how like suspense is underrated but truth is hard to pin down um brooke goes to jake's house and like finds nobody home stavo is like watching her from the bushes um emma goes home and tells maggie that her dad is back and audrey breaks into the storage locker and finds a bunch of air fresheners hanging from the ceiling and also jake's disemboweled body uh and a note that says see how i finished the job for you audrey i like that this killer is so particular with the notes being like each word or phrase is safety pinned separately yeah because they did that in the barn with jake too oh yeah also, I love, I love the Noah monologue. I love that it's back <laughs> and going on yeah. over this. The podcasting is A, very irritating, but B, the perfect vehicle for him to mm-hmm. monologue and for the writers to not have to find a reason for him to be monologuing. Yeah. And I, <laughs> I knew, <laughs> I knew that I had tweeted uh, about this particular scene when I first watched this. And I did find it, and I I screen capped the like, see how I finished the job for you, and wrote, "How extra do you have to be to individually pin every single word of your creepy serial killer message to a dead body?" <laughs> yeah. Um, and I do want to point out that the the like clipped the little clipped out um words are from Audrey's letters. <gasps> what? That's a really cool detail. Like, yeah, like they're from the photocopied letters. Honestly, if I was Audrey, I would be like, well, I don't know what to fucking do. I guess I'll shave my head and drive to New York, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Audrey better not try to kill Noah. That is my biggest fear. I mean. Because clearly Noah is already kind of onto Audrey as we get from this curious and the virgin- my Curious and the Virgin would never turn on each other. The problem is... I'm so afraid. The problem is, though, like, the spinning camera is so, like... Like, that's that's what the camera does when they're, when people are in conflict. So I'm like, oh, they're gonna fight. They're gonna fight. It's so sad. 
He literally <laughs> says that he's on the path to the answers and he knows he's not gonna like them. And I'm like, oh, oh, oh no. I would trust Noah 100% if I knew he could keep his mouth shut. But that's the only issue, is that he can't keep his mouth shut. Because he's ride or die for Audrey. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. If he found out she did all the murders. <laughs> Except for when he wasn't, when he thought Audrey did the murders after seeing the Rachel video. Oh, right. That was just a moment of cowardice. He would have gotten over it and then been ride or die again. Maybe. We'll find out, I suppose. <laughs> so... MVPs and LVPs for these episodes? <laughs> Good way to start the season. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A lot of episode per episode on these two. Yeah. yeah. I I don't want to start off by pitting two bad betches against each other, but um, my LVP is Emma because I, I, I don't care. I just don't care about any of her plot. It's so weirdly boring to me. Oh, and my MVP is Audrey, who is just the exact opposite. I'm loving every single second. Hell yeah. I think that my LVP is Jake for getting murdered. <laughs> Alright, I'll do a different LVP, because I was also going to be like, for letting us down one last time. <laughs> yeah. Jake LVP for getting murdered uh, one episode into the new season. Um, I don't know. F MVP Zoe for just just being cool, trying to set Emma straight, not getting involved in anybody's drama. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As far as Zoe's aware, the murders have been over for months and like, you know, we just don't have to talk about it. Yeah, exactly. My LVP is their teacher because everyone should hate her. That should be, that should be the, I know I said that, but it should be funny. Like everyone should be like, God, she tries so hard and I hate it so much. God. She started the class with good morning, Sigmunds and Sigmunda Freuds. Oh, she's, oh, that she is how really she did. started class. And I wanted to leave. I also want to leave now after hearing that. Um, and also, I'm assuming recording her student to, like, maybe write a book and sell it or something. Like, unethical, terrible. Mm. Honestly, at this point, start sleeping with your students. This would be a better <laughs> character arc at this point. Oh, God. Yeah. Girl boss. So true. Um, my MVP is... I, I think I just also have to have it be Audrey. Like, just so much action... So much breaking in. The only negative is the no gloves, but like, just like, boom, boom, boom. <sighs> or I guess, you know what? I'll do it for Noah for the monologue, just so we, we don't all have the same. <laughs> um, I want to say my LVP is Brooke mm -mm. because her characterization is so off and she is so like way too into Jake. Just so much is going on with Brooke and not in a good way. And it makes me sad, because she can be so much better. Um, she can be. And then my MVP is probably Maggie, actually. Ooh. Because she's like, all right, here's the deal with the pig farm. Like, this is what's up. And she's trying so hard to be a good mom to her kid who has just gotten back from the treatment. <laughs> um, and is like, okay, cool. You saw something freaky there? Let's go right now. And we will check this out so that you can sleep tonight. Yeah. Um, and is like 
trying so hard when she finds out that Karen is about to get sent to Atlanta. She's like, no, like, this is going to ruin my daughter's life even more than it's already ruined. Like, can I adopt your nephew? <laughs> yeah. I'll let them do a weird thing with each other. Like, yeah, Maggie is trying so hard <laughs> to make life a little bit easier for Emma. Emma, you're so right. Jacqueline, what are your MVPs and LVPs? I already did mine. Oh, you did. My God, my yeah, brain. You're my good. brain. Yeah. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> we did it. Season season two, we've officially begun. It's good. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. They got bigger budget, more characters. Good, good stuff, honestly. Yeah. Don't get stabbed. <laughs> Don't get stabbed. Don't get stabbed. <laughs> You know, Tony? What's up, Roma? I want to learn about a lot of shit. But, uh, well, Roma, you don't... You don't have the time to learn all of the shit. There's too much shit. No. But you know what? What? You could learn more shit in very quick ways. Yeah? Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you, got, you got a lot of friends, and your friends know shit. And your friends, <gasps> they could probably just yell shit at you in like 30 to 45 minute intervals, and then you can acquire an approximate knowledge of all of the shit, and then you could know all the things. But, but how? I don't know, probably like a podcast format. You know what? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> you can listen to the Hyperfixation anywhere that you listen to podcasts, thanks to the Moonshot Network, and acquire your new Hyperfixation with me. 